0: Coming through, all right. Yeah, it's just my own. Hey, Stephanie, turn down your headphones for a second Take your headphones off for a second. No, take them off your ears because you're going to be sorry. All right, now you want to adjust them. Remember last time I did that and it and it totally blew your eardrums out. Well, you can't hear yourself because you're not. I don't have your turn. That's why I kept
1: saying turn my mic up.
0: Oh no, I was. I had to turn <laughs> your volume up too.
1: I know, but if you turn my mic you up, I can down. hear myself in my ears.
0: But now you have to hear John, too.
1: That's all right. I'll deal with it.
0: We have John Brightman sitting in with us tonight. Tim Weisberg here, along with psychic medium Stephanie Burke. We're the only ones here tonight. Moniz is off uh, at the Bigfoot event. That's right. And uh, Matt Costa is working. So he'll... I think he's going to join us. I'm not sure. I don't want to speak for him. But he may join us. And this this was take two of Spooky South Coast, because we started trying to right. stream originally... And I messed up because I didn't I changed all the scenes over for the spooky TV but I forgot to change the profile over so we were actually streaming on the WBSm one so I had to I had to kind of go around and now Matt's messaging me' probably so
1: like what go. are you guys doing why are you doing it wrong
0: <laughs> all set never mind
1: just kidding I must screw up things happen
0: he's like I already knew that but <laughs> He tries to make things as foolproof as possible, and I still find a way to screw it up.
1: Well, Mercury's in retrograde.
0: Well, uh, let's let's not even get into that. I th- I just think that it's 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 kind of this thing that Matt and I have in our friendship over the years, where yeah, like he can teach me as many things as possible, but I will always find a way to still make it so that I need his help.
1: Yeah,
0: and that's that's kind of why we we've, we've been such good friends because he knows that I'm going to just screw things up, and he accepts me for it. He knows that's the case. And I, I also have this major problem going on over the last, oh, I don't know, a year or so where all of a sudden, like, I just feel like everything's passing me by. Like, I've turned into an old man now. I don't understand. Really? I don't understand things that are going on. I don't understand the technologies that we're using. I try to wrap my head around things, and I can't get – and I was always, like, a savvy person in that regard. But now it's kind of like... Don't take me down with you.
2: Hey, I still haven't figured out how to work my S8 phone, so...
0: Yeah, I just got the updated operating system, and I'm like, I don't know what any of this stuff is. Like, I understand the fact that there's better emojis now. Everything else you've lost me on.
1: You guys are making me feel like I need new friends.
0: Why? This
1: whole over 40 crowd.
0: Whoa. Listen, the the 40 wall is legit. Is it? Yeah, once you pass it, like, you're totally screwed up.
1: Listen, I'm about to hit 30. Don't scare me.
0: No, 30's fine. But was I even... Yeah, we were doing the show when I was 30. Yeah. But 30 was pretty pretty easy. I, I didn't have too many problems with 30. The... I, I prided myself for a long time on still being relatively hip. Really? Throughout my 30s and, and, and at least being savvy of things. Like, I might not like new music, but at least I knew who the... Right? You know, the artists were. Uh, but there's, a, there's apparently a very famous person coming here and... They were trying to tell me who it was, and I was like, I don't know who that is.
1: You, can I, I can, know?
0: I, I can tell you off the air. Can you, I was going to say, can you I, type I, it? I can't, I can't say anything. I don't even know if you would know, to be honest
1: what? with you. What? Are you trying to tell me I'm not cool?
0: No, I just, I think it might be a I th- little bit. I
1: think I just heard that I wasn't cool.
0: I think it might be just not your area.
1: You'd be surprised. Try me.
0: Well, I sent it to you,
1: so you can. Okay. What the hell is that?
0: <laughs> yeah, <yes>, exactly.
1: <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Maybe I do, and I just don't know it. But that sounds weird.
0: Yeah, the the I don't know. Yeah, I'll explain it. Okay, later, all right. But I didn't know. We're being very cryptic <laughs> for the audience, but that's okay. Uh, I can't I can't say anything over the air. So, uh, but we are here to talk about the paranormal, actually, uh, which is what we usually do on Saturday nights. We weren't here last <laughs> night. Uh, Stephanie, you were out of town. I was out of town. Although I find out that that uh, wrestling event that I was at—the one that I said, "Oh, there's no way I would ever make it back in time"—you
1: made it back in time. It
0: was at six o'clock instead of the seven o'clock time. Oh my but we, we We still didn't make it back in time. We st- I still would have been late. Well, you would have been so. by yourself too. Yeah. Well, I mean, Matt and Matt were around, but uh, the the wrestling show went pretty well. I, I didn't get beat up, but there are some issues. There's always there are silver some lining. issues and i won't be at the next show because we'll be in mount washington
1: i am so excited for mount so. washington i've been talking about it all afternoon
0: well that's one of the things that i want to uh, i want to talk about because i want to find out about some of these stories and, and things that we're going to investigate because I know Stephanie you've been up there already. I have
1: and I've investigated there. And John you, has too for uh-huh. years.
0: And and I know that too, like the, the two of you and, and, and myself to some degree, you know, we stay at a lot of different hotels and stuff too. Right. And I kinda want to talk a little bit about haunted hotels. Let's overall. do it. Why not? So, Sounds uh, good to me. But before before we get into all that, let me just let everybody know the numbers if you want to call in at any point during the show. 508-996-0500. Eight seven seven nine nine six fourteen twenty, And we're especially interested. We're going to talk about the Mount Washington Hotel first because we're going to be there. We're going to be. Look at this. See, he's, not, he's he doesn't telling the truth. Know. He does not know how to he, work that phone. Listen,
1: I'm telling you, I need to find friends under 40.
0: All right. <laughs> Aren't you usually like the guy that has the Bluetooth in your ear all the time too? No. No, you're not a Bluetooth guy? Listen,
1: I have joked for like a year straight that I was going to buy him a Bluetooth headset for Christmas or his birthday because I cannot stand when he goes, hold on, hold on. I'm going to put you on speakerphone and then read you a paragraph because then (laughs) I can't hear anything. Well,
0: I mean, I'm not not trying to uh, insult you here, John, but you've got a large head. Yes. And so I have the same problem. I have the same problem. And when you have a large head the ear and the mouth are further away than they are this for most true. people. So to use a regular phone, like I have the S8 Plus, and, you know, everybody's making fun of me, like, why do you have to have the S8 Plus? Oh, oh. Because I need a little bit of extra length yeah. to get from my ear to my mouth. Well,
2: when I tried to actually go ahead. out and get a new phone last September, they didn't have the Note 8 out. So they convinced me to buy this one instead. And I was not happy at all, but I did. Now they won't turn around and give me the actual Note 8 until my contract's up with this one. So now I'm stuck with it. That's terrible. Yes, not too happy because this thing's tiny.
0: Now they have the nines coming out.
2: Yeah, that's what the guy told me. He said, just wait until like August. The nine will be out by then, and then you can get that.
0: Yeah, my thing, what what I'm really uh, interested in when it comes to phones is like phone calls are like, eighth on the list of things that I care about. Because I never talk on the phone.
1: You don't ever do. no. It's So it's I don't
0: I don't really need the phone part of it. But like, the first thing is like, well, how much space does it have so I can put, you know, EchoVox on it. So when I'm on investigations <laughs> and somebody else has yeah. my tablet, I can still pull that out. And then uh, you know, I want to know how many podcasts I can keep on it and all kinds of stuff like that. So those are the important things to me. Uh, but uh, So I, I threw out the numbers. 508-996-0500. Eight seven seven nine nine six fourteen twenty. We also have the chat room uh, up and running on Spooky South Coast Spooky TV uh, at spookysouthcoast dot com and on YouTube. I did not get in to change the episode title on YouTube, so uh, that is not what we will be discussing. That was the last show, <laughs> but we will we will. You know, if you yeah. want to call in and talk Bigfoot, we certainly can. But Cliff Barrickman is not with us. He's actually with Moniz right, right now.
1: Right in Massachusetts, though.
0: And and right now he's like, oh man, why did I agree to do that show last week? Because like now this guy's following me around. Stop. It. Stop
2: it. <laughs> Where in so Massachusetts?
0: Uh, Hadley. Oh really? Yeah. So we told we told Cliff to make sure that he gave Moniz grief. Yeah. I said it can't be a Saturday night if somebody isn't picking on him somewhere. So uh, I asked him if he could make sure that he did that. Nice. Uh, but we will. Uh, We will take your calls throughout the show. And, again, as I mentioned, I want to talk about haunted hotels because there are quite a few. Right. And some of them embrace it. Some of them don't. Some of them are willing to let people come in and investigate. Some people don't allow that, but they still don't shy away from the stories and the legends that are out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have one locally. Two. We have two locally, actually. Uh, Here in Fairhaven, the Seaport Inn has stories.
1: I've investigated it, and I worked there. And
0: depending on whoever the current management and ownership is, sometimes they talk about it, sometimes they don't. Right. Ownership
1: never changed, did it? Well, whoever is
0: speaking for them will say.
1: Right. So the owner hates everything to do with the fact that it's haunted. That is an actual fact. Trust me, I worked for him, I know.
0: But we can get some staff here and there to talk about it.
1: It depends on how long they've been there, too. Um so
0: so that story, just real quick, that story is that there is um, there's a room where, uh, correct me if I have this wrong, because mm-hmm. uh, it's been a long time since I wrote my book. There's a room where somebody killed themselves, and on the anniversary of that suicide, mm-hmm. they can't let anybody stay in that room because they get phone calls from that room at the front desk throughout the course of the night. No. Okay.
1: Uh, somebody did die in that room. Um, to my knowledge, it was not a suicide. All right. And I believe it was a drug overdose. Um, well, that's. I mean. It wasn't an intended suicide. It's, yeah, it's
0: still it's still somebody. Suicide just has a. It such wasn't like a murder. We'll no. put it that way.
1: Um. So. Um. They don't usually rent out that room, um, anyways. Ever so, no. at all? No, I mean the place, like in. Where it is in the hotel, like you, they still have like smoking rooms, mm-hmm. um, unless they've redone them. But when I was working there, like oh, they I hope had, not. It's, it's they even had like a certain floor that. where like fishermen hey, hey, stayed hey. only. You know, you can go outside. Hey, I'm telling a story here. If
2: it's cold, though,
1: right. too bad. Carry on. <laughs> go ahead. I'd rather not burn. Have the place burn down. Um, they have like a certain floor that they rent to like just the fishermen on the boats because when they come in, you know, obviously smelling like seafood. Um, different things like that. They have like the smoking rooms because a lot of the guys smoke. So like they have certain areas of the hotel. To my knowledge, this was um, one of the areas of the hotel that they don't rent to the regular public. um, Just to like certain people. So um, when they, they, it's not that they don't rent it out, but the phone does call the front desk. Like it, I was present when it was calling the front desk, and nobody was staying there. So it's not that they don't rent it out during the anniversary. It's that bottom line, like it calls the front desk anyways. So it's any so It's not just on
0: the anniversary. Just it did
1: happen it. near the anniversary, but it didn't necessarily hmm. have to do with like it, it called it at random times too. Okay, so it's not just so that day. So there's no. a there's
0: a chance that it, it's right now because we're talking about it. The front I don't desk know if they ever fixed it. I have no idea. I mean. You could take the phone out of the room, but still, you still might get calls, you know? it right. doesn't Just because you take the phone out doesn't mean that they're not still going to try to I remember
1: at the time, the current manager's son was working maintenance, and um, he was terrified to go in there because he didn't know what he was going to find because the phone just kept ringing, and he was terrified of the, uh, the fact that there might be a ghost in there waiting for him. But it actually did. It, it called. Um, But that's not even the haunted part of the hotel.
2: I was going to say, because I've been there a couple of times for events, Mm -hmm. and uh, isn't the closed down part where they do, like, the swap practice and all that that I heard, isn't that the more haunted side?
1: Uh, Yes, the old hotel. Yeah. But they allowed, I think it was state police, to come in and use it for for practice for whatever they were doing. Um, So it's torn to junk. yeah. Um, But
2: wasn't it like the last, one of the last, last rooms at the very end on the second floor? It was like a suite. I don't know if it was with, it was during uh, the Paracon.
1: Oh, then no. I did an actual investigation in there.
2: Okay,
3: no. I was
1: the only person that was allowed to do it um, because I worked there. And, um, And a closet next to the last room was pretty active, but the entire way. Like, the entire uh, second floor was totally active. Um, That is where I was recording with Mike Markowitz, and I saw a little girl run by me, and I asked her, what are you doing? And she was answering me, and I obviously could hear her doing what I do, but Mike recorded the entire conversation back and forth. So you can hear what I say, and you can hear her direct answer as I heard it. We also heard, like, audible voices, like, yelling out to us, which was really interesting. Um, I mean, if you talk to the old staff... Who have been there since the older part was open? Mm -hmm. They would tell you, like they found a woman dead, like in her breakfast one morning. You know, like sitting in the old part of the hotel. So, um, I mean, it's a hotel. People die in hotels. Mm -hmm. Um, It does happen. So, um, it is active. But there are so many different things that I experienced in that hotel that had nothing to do with anything. You know, to do with like recent deaths and deaths in those rooms. Um, There was. I used to close up the bar at night, and I actually used to call my friend Martin to come and sit with me on nights that I had to close, because they just let me close by myself and walk out, and I hated it because (laughs) the light switch was inside the kitchen, but in order to, what I would have to do is go inside the kitchen, shut off the light, lock the kitchen door, stand in the dark, and and then walk through and let myself out and lock the door, so I was terrified. And no amount of flashlight was helping that because of how haunted it was. I would be sitting by myself waiting for the next crowd to come in because this is when they first reopened the bar Mm -hmm. so it wasn't as popular. And um, I could hear, like, people flipping cards and poker chips. And it was loud. And I used to turn everything down just to see what I could hear and I could hear that and I could hear people laughing and talking. I'd be able to smell cigarette smoke Um, and there was one point where I was sitting on one side of the bar. I have a picture of it somewhere and I have have OCD. Anybody that knows me, everybody that's ever sat at a bar that I worked at knows that I have OCD Mm -hmm. and they would make fun of me for it because I'd keep a really clean, neat bar and I'd make sure all the bar stools were perfect, always and when i sat on one side of the bar i could hear the bar stools moving on the complete opposite side but if you look at that bar these bar stools there's no way for them to go it's either pressed up against the bar or if you scoot out the wall's right there mm-hmm. So, I went and I took a picture one day because I couldn't believe it because I'm like, what is that noise? And I went over there and all the bar stools were screwed up as if people were moving in the chairs. So, I used to just, you know, talk to them like, hey, what do you want to drink? You know, start a conversation and it kicked up activity a lot. So, that used to happen in the main bar. But when you walked through the kitchen to the back hallway into the ballrooms, into Mm -hmm. the function rooms, all that, um, I used to hear high heels stomping throughout the kitchen and it used to scare the hell out of me because... They were angry heels, anybody that 's ever heard a woman stomp away mad wearing heels now it 's
2: funny you say that because when we did the the yeah. paracon there, he let us investigate the old part of the hotel. Now you understand like when you 're in those ballrooms, you go through the back of them and you 're in a back hallway, yeah, and that would actually if you took a right, you could end up at the the door to go up to the to the yep. to that building. We were walking there all of a sudden, somebody said. Did you hear that? And it was only a group of five of us. Mm -hmm. And we all stopped. And you could hear what sounded like a heavier woman, like really upset and mad, like stomping her feet, walking to the actual like doorway or something.
1: Right. So, um, I used to hear this woman stomp all the time and it used to scare me, but it got to the point where anybody that knows me knows I've worn heels forever. It's just Mm -hmm. me. The guys that used to work in the kitchen when we reopened the kitchen used to come in and be like, did you just run past me? I just saw a woman with red hair and with heels on run past me. I'm like, "Nope, wasn't me."
2: I don't have red hair.
1: Well, without it being as dark as it is, yes, it's red. So um, don't tell my secrets. (laughs) So (laughs) um, when they would hear it, they'd come blasting out to the bar and ask me why I was running in my heels in the kitchen. I was like, "It's not me." So I had heard it. They had heard it, and I did some research. And I found someone that worked in a certain department for a certain agency, um, to dig up some info on me, uh, for this, uh, particular area for me. And I found that there was a body that washed up on the shore. Um, and you know, like the seaport's right Mm -hmm. there, like it's the water's right there.
2: Like literally right there. It washed
1: up very close by on Pope's Island. Hence
2: the
1: name. Um, right. Um, they, they still have not identified her, more like nobody wants to identify her. Um, she's from a different country, so she more than likely came in on one of the fishing boats and mm-hmm. smuggled her in. They killed her, and um, she matches the exact description that everybody's seen there. Oh, wow. And, like, it's down to, like, identifying, like, jewelry. Uh, they d- identified the country that she's come from, and nobody will claim her. At all, so I think that she's really angry that nobody's, nobody's coming, coming, forward. coming forward about who she is, um, and she's very like distinct looking, like you can tell what nationality she is, and um, and I would see her run up up and down, but she was always so angry that I never stopped her to be like, hey, can I help? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was scared because I was always in the dark and yeah. I was always and alone. All, alone, and I mean I can understand you know, being angry and being stuck in the in-between and not having anybody to help Mm -hmm. you. But she was always so angry and so fast. I could never stop her. So doing the research, I found out who she was. I don't know if she still stomps around the halls there, but it's all in that back part, but right where they would have found her body. A
2: friend of mine, Rebecca used to work there. And she used to tell oh, me. I know who you talking about. She used to tell a lot of stories that yeah. she would hear stuff in the kitchen area when yeah. everybody was gone. Oh, well, she always used to
1: tell me, oh, I
2: don't believe it. And that's what she told me, oh, I yeah. don't believe it. But it's just weird. It's got to be something else, but it's funny. People talk about it. And, mm-hmm. and then she would tell me, oh, I hear people talking about it. And then I would hear it the next night and just kind of push it yeah. away. But I guess something finally did happen that she totally believed. I forgot mm-hmm. what it was if something fell over, but she's like, there's no way it could have. So yeah. she just totally believes it.
1: Which is funny because you can hear things, but you yep. ignore them. Yep. So, uh,
2: you know that the that the Comfort Inn and Suite has a room like that
1: in Fall one? River. Oh, does it?
2: Yes. Okay. Um Literally, as soon as you walk in, it's the first room right by the uh, elevator.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They've they've asked me to come in and check it out yeah. just to see, and I've actually had a friend stay there. They mm-hmm. usually don't rent it out, but it was busy, so they ge- so they did give it to them. And he stayed there. And uh, he said all night long he kept feeling like somebody was tapping him on his shoulder. He said he heard the bathroom door open and shut a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Uh, But supposedly somebody did hang themselves in there. And then there was, in that same room, a drug overdose about six, seven months later.
1: That's pretty common nowadays, especially with the opioid uh, Mm -hmm. epidemic that we're having. But um, going a little further out, I was asked one night to go to the Ritz-Carlton in Boston because... They had a room that they could not rent out. Their regional manager stayed there. And she got so freaked out, she moved her room. So she said, we have to get somebody in here. But how do we do that without upsetting people that are paying a lot of yeah. money to be there? without the public So door. they kind of snuck me in, um, which was really funny. The security team was, you know, busy running around with their headsets and, you know, <laughs> talking about me and what I was doing and trying to keep people
3: Away. from figuring
1: out what was going on. I remember walking in the front door and... Um, Christy Alley was at the bar. Really? Um, the New York Rangers team was there. Uh, Gronk was there with his family. Um, you know, like, celebrities everywhere. And I'm just like, hey, I'm well, <laughs> talking to dead people, don't yeah. mind me, you know? Uh and they were so freaked out that somebody was going to find out what was happening. And they were like, please, can we just, you know, comp you some drinks at the bar for doing this for us? I was like, no, it's fine. You know, <laughs> I don't drink on the job. But I actually get to meet a lot of really cool people that night, you know, with history of Boston and everything else. But I walked up there, and they were so concerned that it was a guy that, when they were building the towers that people actually live in, connected to the hotel, um, somebody fell to their death right outside the window of this room. And they're like, oh, my God, it's him. I'm like, nope, he's fine. He's crossed over. It was actually... Um, Two little girls. Really? And they were playing with everything in the room and, like, making things fall off the walls and everything else. But I just said, I'm like, can you – I'm like, does anybody here know the history of the property? And they, there's a guy down at the bar that used to hang out there all the time that he owned a restaurant nearby and he knew the history of the the property. I said, there was a fire here on this this property. Um, I said, and when when the building burned down, these little girls – were obviously, a, you know, a casualty of the fire and they're still hanging out and turns out that the actual uh property had a different hotel there before it burned to the ground and that's what was left. So they were still playing in the halls and they were freaking people out non-stop. So oh. I had to do my thing and make sure that they crossed over but I'm not you um, seen
2: doing it either. Huh? And not get seen right. doing your job. Yeah, so either.
1: it was it was very very interesting. Um, so I, I love the fact that people get really freaked out about staying in hotels and them being haunted. And I understand them being haunted, but um, I mean I've, I've stayed in a share my share of haunted hotels, and I have uh, to say I'm not really a fan of staying in haunted hotels. Well, I mean
0: I I make the assumption that probably all of them all are, of them would yeah, have something.
1: But historic ones, absolutely. Even
0: even if it's not a true you know, quote unquote haunting. Yeah. Because even if there's no death associated with it, not that there needs to be right. death for haunting, we can get into all that some other time, but <laughs> I, I think just the energy of people coming through there all oh the my time. God, yes. Yep. And, and think about the kind of things that people do in a hotel. Not everybody's there just to sleep. You right. know, there's people that are doing other things that expend a lot of energy and well, their work, there's a workout room. So they're like, exercising. Sure. <laughs> sure. There's a pool. So they're swimming. This yep. Is weird. Yep. There's, you know, there's usually a restaurant or a bar so people are, you know, having a good time. And then, you know, when they go back up into their room, yep. not not everybody is like me and wants to take a bath in the tub and right. fall asleep watching TV. So, there's other things that are going on. So there's energy that's expelled uh, in there, but sometimes it's not even because of the fact that it's a hotel there, but just about right. the fact of where it's located. Uh, and a, a good case in point with that is the John Carver Inn in Plymouth, where mm-hmm. we'll be uh, in September for the Plymouth Paracon. They have a haunted room. One room is supposedly, you know, super haunted there. But uh, there, there's other stories of things that happen throughout the entire hotel, and, and they think that part of that might be because of the fact that at the where that hotel has now been built, there used to be uh, a house that housed medical students. In the late 1700s, or early 1800s, I forget exactly when, but there were medical students that were all staying. There was like a, you know, kind of like they all stayed together mm-hmm. because they were all studying together. And what did medical students do to practice back then is they would go and they would rob graves mm-hmm. and they would dig so up. Creepy. and And, of course, that hotel is right at the base of Burial Hill. Right. And so these guys were just going up the side of the hill at night. And you can go up on Burial Hill, mm-hmm. especially back then when there's no lights or street lights or anything. You could go up on Burial Hill and nobody would know that you were up there because you're so high up and you're away yeah. from everybody else that you can dig up a body and nobody would know that you're doing it. So they would dig up the bodies and they would bring them back down to their house where they lived and they would, you know, practice their medical procedures mm-hmm. on these on these bodies. So they feel like all of that grave robbing and unrest kind of might have caused some of that activity to stir up, and that's what the what the John Carverin is dealing with now, is just the residual energy from those grave desecrations happening. It could also just be, too, the fact that it is at the base of Burial Hill, right. which is very active, and you're surrounded by water, and you know, there's, there's the river, and there's mm-hmm. the Jenny Grist Mill, and there's the Plymouth right. Waterfront. Everything's kind of the perfect storm there for there to be activity, so... And when people say, oh, I stayed there and weird stuff right. happened, it doesn't surprise me at all. It's probably, you know. It's it, a
1: combination of everything, really. I'd,
0: I'd be disappointed if somebody told me they stayed there and nothing happened. Because right. it just seems like it's the perfect factor for it. Uh, so and some of these places, you know, it can be as simple as a Motel 6. Right. You know, it doesn't have to be a fancy... Uh, hotel. It doesn't have to be uh, a, a place with a long history. You know, the Hawthorne Hotel in Salem is very haunted, but I've that stayed there. that also has a long history. Yes. So there's Even the been a,
1: hallways are creepy there. Oh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: everything's kind of creepy there.
2: They kind of remind me of The Shining.
1: I just don't like it. Like I can tell sleep. you, I I personally wouldn't want to sleep there ever again.
0: <laughs> I don't mind it. Uh, you know, it's to me, it's just weird that everything's so small because it's everything hotel. is super tiny. But,
2: uh, I can't fit. In one I was of gonna those say
1: beds. we were laughing hysterically about that yeah. the last time we went, because um, I remember looking at my bed. That's when you, um, you followed me and Alicia upstairs, and I looked at the bed and I looked at you. It was like you're sleeping here tonight. How? <laughs> and I'm like, nope. are you sleeping on the floor?
2: <laughs> like, nope, I'm down the street. I had
1: really, really weird dreams um, while I slept at the the Hawthorne Hotel all night long. Like, I did not sleep at all.
0: The the last time that we stayed there. Uh, there was, I, I, it was the Saturday, Friday night after the party mm-hmm. uh, for Salem Con, after the VIP party. And everybody had kind of gone out to keep drinking. I think I even went out and had a few drinks, if I remember right. Uh, but finally, it was to the point where I uh-huh. was just going to go and settle into my room. So I go and I settle into my room. And uh, first I, you know, ran to Wendy's. Yep. Grabbed a, a late night Baconator. And, um,
1: where
0: was I? Probably in your room.
1: So you had cheeseburgers without me, and,
0: uh, and there's a Wendy's near there, right? There is, yeah. It's 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 you could walk to it, but I drove. Oh, yeah. I
1: think ah. you you went to Wendy's because you parked right out front, right? Right. And I went to bed,
0: and uh, so I I just ran to Wendy's and I, I grabbed a, a burger and came back to my room, and I'm as I'm laying in my bed, you know, eating my greasy burger and, and <laughs> watching whatever I was watching on television, the people in the room next to me were having an Elvis party or something. Because they were just singing <laughs> Elvis awful. songs all night long, mm-hmm. and I was like, "I'm pretty sure that uh, Dustin Perry's not here tonight, <laughs> right?" So who else is having an Elvis party? You know, I was like, going to just bang on the door, like Dustin Cody, shut up, but I right. wasn't come. And so, uh, I mean, and I love Elvis. Don't get me wrong, but, but at, not Two thirty in the morning, no. it's time for Elvis to to leave the building. So I was like, kind of concerned, and and it just it never stopped. And so I was wondering, I was like, is there actually people singing Elvis? Or is it something else? Or is it just something? Because, like, how is nobody else complaining about this yet? How has nobody else on this floor called down to the front desk and said, hey, it's, you know, 2.33 o'clock in the morning. Can you tell these guys to quiet down? So I don't know. I mean, Hmm. I've it well, didn't sound like Elvis, so that's it wasn't not the ghost what of I Elvis. could hear
1: all night, but i can't share what I could hear all night because well, it's inappropriate there's
0: a lot but, of a lot of squeaky bed springs happening yeah. at paranormal conventions I um, for some people it's the only time that they can get any so <laughs>
1: Alicia and I were laying in bed laughing hysterically all night until we passed out, and then I had the nightmares separate beds so. no no
0: no no, no. For, for the court for the for the sake of this story over the radio, separate beds. <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep it clean here. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know Alicia <laughs>
1: was dirty. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We.
0: This is a family show. No, you can't have separate beds in the Hawthorne. There's no, a, there's, there's no, no. There's no room for it. I.
1: I don't understand how do they, they do. Even,
0: do they even have double? There are they bigger must. rooms. There oh, are there, bigger huh? rooms. Yeah. There's. Um, there's some rooms here that are like little mini suites. Hmm. Okay. So, because other people, especially the first Salem Con, I, I went to some other people's rooms. Uh, To go up and have drinks and stuff, and and other people had like bigger rooms and you know little mini suites and stuff, Hmm. but not just not where we were. Uh, So we do have a call on the line. Good evening. You are on Spooky South Coast. Oh, oh, hold on, put you through the air. (laughs) All right, now you're on Spooky South Coast. Uh, Hello, how are you? Hello. Oh, Oh, there we go. Sorry about that. Somebody turned off a button they weren't supposed to turn off.
4: I'm a first time caller to your show, but uh, I've Thank enjoyed you. it for, listening to it for years. Thank you very much. But I, uh, my question, Tim, uh, and company <laughs> was, uh, has anyone made efforts into investigating, um, the Lakeville Hospital?
0: Yes. paranormal I've, activity? Yes? I've been trying for years to get in there. Uh, and that
4: would be an awesome place because I remember my, um, nursing rotation 1979 uh was a chronic care hospital for children who required too much um nursing care to be at home
3: Mm -hmm.
4: and they each had a story and i remember i was assigned to a three-year-old that um at two and a half had walked out the backyard and into the family pool she was there about They estimated about 23 minutes. Oh, wow. Her father found her and tried to to resuscitate her, but she remained comatose. And each one of those children had a story behind them. And I was just thinking, you know, um, when the paranormal, when you talk about someone trapped, that they can't get over to the other side, I was thinking that's like people in a coma. They're trapped inside.
0: Right. Right. So was that in the the newer building, the one that's in the front, the one that you see right off 105? Yes. And then was it the third floor? Because I heard the third floor was where the children were. Yes. So from what I hear, that whole entire floor had a a history of activity.
4: Well, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, um, beautiful children, many of them, some of them born with medical conditions. Uh, severe, um, some of them um, just almost unrecognizable as infants, and the parents just could not deal with some of them even looking at them, much less caring for them. Uh, I'll never forget my rotation there. Um, I'll never forget it because each one had such, such trauma and turmoil in their lives. And I was thinking about it when you were talking about the various places that you people have gone to. So I was curious about Lakeville. For some reason, Lakeville uh, Hospital came um, well, into my mind today.
0: Let, let me and ask I, you this: When you were there, was the was the back end of the property where they had the old uh, the old tuberculosis buildings was was that still in use back then, or was those already yeah. abandoned?
4: Yes, they had two um, iron lungs and. Um, there was a young man that was kept on there for, I think, at least 11 years. Wow.
2: I actually yeah. I actually have. I was very lucky. I had been trying to get in there a couple of times, and obviously you know, they're not allowing it. Um, but I was actually lucky. I went there one day, and it was on some holiday. I forgot what it was. The security guard happened to be a fan of the shows. And when I told him what I was doing, he's like, well, nobody's going to be around come take my rounds with me. So he let me hang around there for about three hours. And I got to go through the place with equipment and all that. And I got some great, great, great pictures. Still the iron lungs, the iron lungs are still there. Um, There's about six of them. Well, at least this was grown about four years ago. There's about six sets of iron lungs still there. There was a, now do you remember there being a, outside of a nursing station on the third floor, an actual crib? Um, with rails around it and everything for like the nurse, it was like built into the wall. Do you remember that yes. being there?
4: Yes, because sometimes, uh, well, not sometimes, they had uh, two hydrocephalic children there that grew much older than they ever thought would. His head was approximately the size of a baby's crib, just his head. Okay. And they had to make and customize his crib and all of his equipment.
2: Really? Now, see, I've heard that story before, and I heard that, and again, this is just story. I don't know how true it is. I heard that that child that had the, you know, oversized head, and they had to um, customize everything for him, I heard that he actually passed away there and that he actually put his head through the 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 actual crib area and that's how he ended up passing away because one of the boards clipped his neck and cut him. Is Do you know if that's true at all?
5: I
4: don't know about that. Okay. Um, um, he had so many complications. Um, I would see him, it, well, first of all he lived many, many more years than what they had ever anticipated. He had a vocabulary about, a, about a 150 words. Okay. Many of those words came from what he heard from staff and and people.
2: Kind of just copied uh, what he heard.
4: Right. He was adorable. Um, but, no, I don't see that because his head was uh, in excess of 50, 56 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And we needed numbers. four nurses to turn his head mm. from side to side every two hours, so he never got pressure sores. But he did. Um, But he he could not move without assistance.
0: I can tell you that, uh, you know, a few years ago when the show uh, Ghost Stalkers was uh, in production, you know, I was tasked with trying to find locations for these guys to go and investigate. And being the fact that they had both had uh, near-death or actually after-death experiences, I was trying to find uh, a good hospital for them to go and investigate, and I'd, I was working in Lakeville at the time, and I was driving by the hospital every day, and I knew that it was kind of one of those places where everybody wanted to get in. And uh, Derek Bartlett, who runs the Cape and Islands Paranormal Research Society, I know he had gotten in there because his mom had worked there, and he had told me stories about some of the activity that was going on in there, so I thought this would be perfect. And at the time, it was owned by a property management company down in Florida, and it was because they've been trying to get it sold for years to turn it into various different things. They were looking at making it a supermarket. Uh, at one point, there was a, a food service, a food distribution company that was going to go in there. All these different things that they've been trying to do over the years. And and I had heard stories that, you know, if you just went up to the guard and gave him a $20 bill and some Dunkin' Donuts, he would let you in. And it never worked for me. And I knew that that's not how you go in there and, and do a television show. So I said, all right, got to call the management company. So I called the number on the for sale sign, and uh, and they kept me on hold for forty five minutes waiting to talk to somebody. Uh, and when they finally put somebody on, I got about you know two sentences into what I was trying to pitch them, and the other the voice on the other side just said no, and hung up the phone on me. And then when. Yeah. When I started working on Ghost Asylum, same thing. I figured, you know, that's a perfect place for them to come and to get them up into the Northeast for a change. Man. And and the, the same thing happened. When I called, I had to wait and wait and wait and wait. And when I got to the person on the other end, the person on the other end said, no, and, you know, you, you, these TV shows should stop calling because we're not going to let anybody in. Because they're just afraid of the if they let I somebody know. in and it, and it get in right and it gets popular then everybody's going to try and sneak in and then all of a sudden they need to have more than just one guy sitting in a guard desk every night which yep. from what I understand that's all they have
2: yeah that's all they have it's one guy at a little trailer that's parked out wow. front, and that's all it that is.
0: That is a big building. A lot of the, the fencing around the back end has all been taken down, and people have been sneaking in there over the years. Not that we condone that, not that we want to suggest that anybody does that, but especially back there because it's all falling apart, the old tuberculosis area, and it's uh, it's just dangerous to be in there. So, Well, it was great yeah. to actually talk to somebody that had been on the inside there and, and, and can offer some insight.
4: Yeah, it was a great hospital, Tim. They did a lot of miracles a lot of miracles there and they took great care of people not like care today but real care back then and that's how those children um lived for so very long and that 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 child with the the hydrocephalic young man his name was brucey bruce yeah so very nice talking to you i'll continue to listen all right thank Thank you thank you. you for
0: calling in don't be a stranger No, I won't. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good night. And uh, we have another call on the line, 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. Those are the numbers to call in. Good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast. Hello? Hello. You're on the air. All right. Uh,
5: You're talking about a kid who had a big head, right?
0: Yeah, a hydrocephalic uh, young man. Well, because
5: when I was a kid... I knew somebody who was like that, and I went to put his head down and they told me to be very careful. you know-hmm I could uh, well I can give you a little bit more about my life so you know what I'm talking about because I was with, I was with that kid, and we were in the same place. okay matter of fact, it was in Taunton.
0: in in the hospital there.
5: Yeah, there it was a, there was there's an institution out there, right? That I was that we were in, and uh, he was in the building, I was in, see, and well, um, oh, he was. I, it was a long time ago, and uh, you know, like that, and um, it's just that
0: same kid. I don't know if it's the same one. How how long were you in uh, in Taunton State for?
5: Well, I I was practically raised there. And, and uh, when I got a little older, I was—they they shipped me to the buildings where uh, the young adults were and stuff like that. And that's where I came to to meet this kid. This kid, you know.
0: And uh, you know, we've heard for years stories about there being uh, paranormal phenomena that takes place there. Did did anything strange or unusual happen while you were there that that you can remember?
5: Oh, uh, I was busy being a kid, you know. Right uh maybe about twelve years old or so when I when I was there and stuff. But I was there a lot longer than that. I was there from the time I was six till I was about, uh, what, sixteen I think it was. And I left that place, you know, and uh I was born here in New Bedford but I was raised over there, you know?
0: Right. Well- and
5: like that. Uh
0: I know that 's another place that 's on the list uh, of you know researchers such as ourselves, people who investigate the paranormal you know that 's one of those bucket list places around here people People want to get in there and try and see what 's there because so many stories have come out, especially did you ever spend any time in any of the uh, the basement tunnels? well
5: when it rained over there, we would go through the tunnels to a cafeteria mm-hmm. there are many tunnels there that led you to the cafeteria there
2: and stuff you know and that place would make a nice
5: furrow shelter if you will are you it's talking place about place paul go De- for De- I- I- miles
2: are you talking yeah. about paul devers
0: or Taunton state all right,
2: devers. oh okay yep exactly. that makes
0: sense yeah so that's not even around anymore that's all been torn down and turned into an industrial park yep really Yes. Yeah, uh, They tore it all down a few years ago cause, because, uh, again, when when I was working on the TV shows, uh, I reached out to them to see if we could get in there, and uh, they were actually saying, like, in two weeks, there's not even going to be any buildings left anymore. They were leveling them all to, to build an industrial park.
5: I didn't know that. i tell you what, boy. I, I made at least three trips to, the, to that place in the 80s by bicycle. I just felt like, you know, going out there for a while and,
3: mm-hmm.
5: you know, uh, took down memory lane and stuff like that. today I had a lot of kids I grew up with over there. And people used to live in that place. Oh, yeah. There were houses there, you know, and people lived and owned their homes in that place and everything. And God only knows that they still do.
0: No, it's, I think it's all gone now, really.
5: It's... But there were strawberry patches we worked on in there and stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, those those days, unfortunately, are no more now. When when they build uh, facilities like that now, it's you know very very cold and very uh, you know, for lack of a better word, institutional. So
5: that whole place is torn down.
0: Yep. Yeah. Now it's all one big industrial park, and it's uh, I, last I heard they were still trying to fill it. They still didn't have enough businesses to fill it all up. So.
5: Thank goodness. All right. Now getting back to that kid. How old was he when
0: he passed? We don't know. Yeah, we, don't, we know. don't know. It's I don't know if it would even be the she, she said this was uh she said she worked in what seventy nine? Yeah. So just to give you a time frame, that's that's when it would have been.
5: Oh, because I was about twelve when I met the guy, you know, and uh I, th- I thought maybe that
0: was him. I mean unfortunately if you were still around today, you would probably be right around my age or so. Yeah, unfortunately it wasn't a very um, uncommon thing back then. It was it was kind of an issue that happened more more often than it should have. All right. Uh, well, thank you very much for the call. Yeah, God bless you. guys. have a good one. You as well. Yeah. And, uh, and again, if you want to call in during the show, 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. We only have a few minutes left in this hour, uh, but we'll pick up the conversation coming up after the news. With some more discussion, we'll talk more about some haunted hotels, uh, including one that you can actually come and join us at in just a couple of weeks. And uh, it's, you know, it, listen, like I said earlier, even a Motel 6 can be haunted. This is like the complete total opposite of a Motel 6.
1: It's like a jackpot.
0: Yeah, this, this is not like going and uh, sleeping in a room that you get uh, for 40 bucks a night on Priceline. <laughs> right. All right, so the, you're going to get into this place. For way less money than it would normally cost you to even you know look in the window right. of this place. So we'll, uh, we'll let you know about all that coming up as well. Uh, we also have a couple of our uh, other events as well. Uh, we just announced a new one, the Smith-Harris House in Niantic, Connecticut, which is actually a village of East Lyme, Connecticut. And this is a place that uh, Jeff Belanger and I went to years ago for a Legend Trips event. And people have been asking for years, when are you going to go back? When are you going to go back? And uh, it turns out so had the Smith-Harris House. They've been asking us when we were going to be able to go back. Uh, so we booked it for uh, June 15th. And you can find out more information on Spooky South Coast's website, SpookySouthCoast.com. And if you go to the events section there, we have that, as well as some other great events that are coming up, including on August 20- uh, August. April 21st, next month, Oh, this this month by the time this show is over, uh, on April 21st, we are having a special paranormal auction to help benefit Max, the cat at the Lizzie Boyden Bed and Breakfast, who recently uh, acquired some very expensive medical bills and uh, needs some help taking care of those so we are going to have a paranormal auction with some items donated by all of our friends people that you've seen on the tv shows and and people who have been working in the field for years have all donated merchandise and equipment and all kinds of stuff and we're going to be auctioning all that off live on spooky south coast's youtube channel and then after that there'll be a ghost hunt of the lizzie Borden bed and breakfast that we will have a very exclusive very small group and you never know what Paranormal celebrities might be coming by and hanging out that night. So you can get tickets to that as well at SpookySouthCoast.com as well as all of our other great events. But when we come back, we'll tell you how you can join us at a haunted hotel coming up. It's not that far from here. It's not that far of a drive either. Nope. so It's a
1: beautiful drive, actually.
0: You will want to take part in this. I promise you that. Again, we'll tell you more coming up in just a bit. We're going to be talking more about that hotel and other haunted hotels. We'll talk about the Roosevelt Hotel out in LA. We'll talk about some of the other ones here in New England. We'll talk about the Stanley Hotel. We'll talk about all of them coming up with more Spooky South Coast. 508 996 0500 or jump in the chat room on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com. Back in just a few minutes. two of Spooky South Coast, Tim Weisberg here, along with The Silent Assassin is here, Matt Costa.
2: Thank God. I didn't do my job that well today. <laughs> you did alright. <laughs> no, all
1: right. you didn't. The, no. The, no. the
0: problem is is I didn't put you in the best position to succeed. So thanks boss. If I had set everything <laughs> up right to begin with, it wouldn't have been It's not a really problem. surprising.
1: He'd done it to me too, so don't feel bad.
0: But it's my I was as I was saying at the beginning of the show, I I have I can't wrap my brain around all the things that, oh, that Matt does over there. <laughs> no, like, I, I run that during the week for some of the other WBSM shows that we do, but that's all set up very simply. Mm-hmm. You know, like, almost like Matt was like, I have to set this up only to what I think Tim can handle. And uh, But then when I look at the spooky stuff, everything's, like, super fancy because he's the one that's usually running it over there, and he, he does a fantastic job and does all kinds of uh, special effects and, you know... Brings in the chat room into it and all that kind of I'm like, no, nah, I'm lucky I can get four Listen, cameras in there. We
1: just can't survive without Matt. Let's just, Pretty much. Let's just take him on. I agree 100% that. with
2: that. Bottom and, line. Uh,
0: but he, he, he's here bailing us out, even though he's probably sick of radio at this point today because he's been doing it nonstop. But, uh, yeah. He, he, uh,
3: he. I, I, I forgot which,
0: radio, which, uh, <laughs> which, which mic. I was going to say, I forgot which station radio. you were at. Yep. Like, which one is I, this? I did listen on the way in. You did on on like regular terrestrial radio, and I was like, "This is the first time in a long time." That's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I'll never forget the first time I heard the show on the radio without yeah. me being on it. It was when uh, it was when you guys were. I had had to cover a Celtics game, and I think Chris Balzano helped host the show remotely from Florida, and uh, you guys talked to Isaac Marion because he had written that book about zombies. He had written a fictional book about zombies. And Chris was like, we should book this guy. It'll be an interesting topic. And, you know, you really can't talk to somebody about zombies without it being something somewhat fictional. So let's just have this guy on. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. It doesn't sound like he's going to be anybody. Like he's just a guy who wrote a book. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys can do it. And as I'm driving home, I finally pick up WBSM on my way home. I'm like, oh, this is actually a very interesting show. And who does it turn out to be? Isaac Marion, the guy who wrote the book. Warm bodies that went on to become the movie, and
1: and you thought he was nobody. Yeah, and now now he's like a big deal,
0: <laughs> and now he's too big for Spooky South Coast. I shouldn't say that. When the movie came out, he came back and joined us mm-hmm. again. So, uh, but yeah, so that's you know that's what happens when I don't. And then there was another show I didn't do, and who do they have as the guest? Mick Foley. Really? So, see what happens when I'm not around.
2: Did you happen to see my pitches from a couple of weeks ago? with I him? did. Yeah, he's he's a great guy. He is. Sweetheart, awesome
0: guy. He's he's uh, he'll do anything too for anybody. So, I, I find that there's a lot of people that are like that, yep. especially in in wrestling.
2: Yeah, no, it's true. It is true. He uh, he was he was awesome the whole weekend. Well, I shouldn't say the whole weekend. I only got to work with him on Sunday, but. Uh, he was great, though. I mean, he was walking around making sure he talked to all the celebrities and people that were there. And,
0: yeah, he's a big geek for stuff you know, like that, too. Oh, so. he was
2: buying all sorts of stuff to bring home. I <laughs> guess he has an, um, an autistic son. Uh, well, um, maybe it's not autistic. Maybe it's MS or something. But he is something. Yeah, I don't
0: know. I don't know that much about his younger son. And, and
2: the son was super excited. He saw that dad was going to be at the show with Texas Chainsaw Massacre guys were going to be at. So he had to watch the movie that night on Saturday night before he was going to the event on Sunday and then asked him to sign the DVD. So he walked around getting all the guys and people, the females and characters from there signing his son's DVD.
0: That's pretty awesome. Uh, We did have a a callback during the news. Uh, uh, The person who had called uh, toward the end of the episode had called in and he wanted to know about the cemetery. That had been around uh, Building 1 at the Dever School, and, and you said, John, that you I, t- I told the caller, I said, I'll try to see what I can find out, and I'll mention it next week, but you said you actually knew something about it.
2: Yeah, so when Paul Devera, it's funny, because I was one of the one groups that was actually allowed in there legally, mm-hmm. um, because I had a state trooper on my group that he patrolled that area, knew the guards, the guards actually gave us permission to go in as long as he was with us. And over time, I found out where the cemetery was. There was only one headstone, but yet there was about 20 people buried there. Um, out of the blue, after I find out that it's being torn down, my grandfather calls me one day and says, hey, my family owns a lumber company that I think you guys know that, and land curing company. He says, you'll never guess where we're at. We're at your old stomping grounds. I said, what do you mean? He says, well, we got the contract to clear Paul Dever, all the trees gone. Oh. I said, oh, okay. Go up there, check it out. It's weird not seeing buildings. All of a sudden, here comes them and G. Lopes, and they're digging the dirt to fill in the tunnels. They overturn a tree, and as they're using the the backhoe to pull the stump out, here comes three coffins flipping up in the air. And they didn't know. Nobody told them where the cemetery was. So they ended up having to shut shut down construction and actually go in and remove all of them. And I don't know where they actually brought them to.
0: So what you're saying is (laughs) they moved the headstone, but they left the bodies, didn't
2: you? yep.
0: They did. Matt Matt knew exactly where I was going with that. He started smiling before (laughs) I even started saying it. That's that's one of my, you know what that's from. Yes. Stephanie does not know. Really? I do. You know what that's from?
1: Yeah. What's that from? Poltergeist.
0: You don't watch horror movies.
1: But I saw Poltergeist. No. Listen, I don't watch horror movies anymore because I had a bad experience with them. I just don't like them. I've tried it. I don't like it. The end.
0: Well, that's probably my favorite movie of all time. Really? Oh, yeah. I love that movie. I will watch it again and again and again. More than uh, *Frighteners*. Yeah, no, I like *Poltergeist* more than *Frighteners*. I like *Frighteners* a lot, though. *Frighteners* is a very, very underappreciated movie, and it's it's scary enough, but I wouldn't even I would I'm, I wouldn't necessarily call it a horror movie. I'd call it more of a scary comedy, dramedy. Mm, that's true. <laughs> but uh, you know, that's you, you should see that movie. Have you seen *The Frighteners*?
2: The original, yeah, I haven't seen it. If it's been redone or anything, no, the one, with, the one
0: with Michael J. Fox. Yeah. I was gonna say because it's Jake Busey. So yep. if you haven't seen it, you should see it. No, I've seen. Oh, it. that's a great movie. I love it. Uh, so, but so there you go for for the caller that that's we uh, we were able to find. We didn't even have to do that much research. We just yep. had to ask the big guy in the room. <laughs> I, t- I try to help out. There, thank you. Yeah. That's, that's the whole reason why we had you come in tonight. Uh, <laughs> that and also because you're going to let us know uh, about this other event that's coming up. Uh, but let me just throw out the numbers. If anybody wants to join in the conversation, 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. Uh, I'm just trying to – I'm just taking a look at uh, the – some of the comments there in the chat room. Uh, but uh, – John we were we were saying that uh, you know talking about haunted hotels, we were teasing it a little bit in the last hour, but there's some hotels that listen, I know' I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to go stay in for the most, but like I there's some places that was like, okay, even if I could afford it for the night, like mm-hmm. i don't I don't think that I deserve to stay in that type of hotel. I'll find myself a a motel room somewhere. So
1: are you sleeping outside at Mount Washington? No,
0: because if you guys are going to be there, then (laughs) then I'm definitely on the same level. Oh, okay. All right. Um, So we'll just all declass the place a little bit together. Uh, But uh, we have the chance to actually go and and stay and and investigate and hang out and have a grand old time in Mount Washington, which I haven't been to since I was like maybe 10 years old. And I've never been in the hotel. It's really?
1: amazing. Oh, yeah. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous. I've seen it, gorgeous. but
0: I've, I've never been inside of it.
1: For anybody that's listening right now, if you don't know what the Mount Washington Hotel is, please go and Google Mount Washington Hotel New Hampshire just to see what it looks like. It is beautiful.
2: I mean, the whole the whole place from being inside and, you know, it's updated, but it still tries to keep its, its original richness um, from back in the day. But it's still obviously updated to... To current times, but it's yes. just so beautiful. And then the view off the back deck, or mm-hmm. even if you're downstairs, just out walking around the property, seeing the mountain in the background. It's, just beautiful. it's Yeah, the whole thing's gorgeous.
0: And uh, and one of the things about it is that it's haunted. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that as a kid, or else I definitely would have pushed to, to, right. to actually go inside when we went up there. Uh, but there's... As I was saying before, you know, there's There's a lot of residual energy at hotels. There's a lot of, uh, you know, just something that gets left behind when people stay there or maybe when people die there, and these little bits and pieces where we don't always know the full story. But there's a full story with the Mount Washington Mm -hmm. story. Uh, I know, Stephanie, you've been there. Right. Can you kind of share for people what it is that is, like, the, the main story uh, attached to the Mount Washington Hotel. So the
1: main story that everybody knows uh, that was made famous by Ghost Hunters is the spirit of Princess Carolyn, who was the owner of the hotel. And it said that the Princess Room, which is her favorite room that still has her bed in it, which John, you didn't even know that and you've been to the hotel multiple times. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, Her husband built the hotel and he only lived in it for about five years and got to enjoy it for five years before he died. And between the time that it was finished and, and when his death happened. And um, it's, well, from what I've been told, um, she was very young. She was much younger than he was. I think she was about 23 and yeah, he was so 52 he- or something like that. And when he passed, in order to keep up with expenses and everything else, she married a French prince. So she would...
0: So she wasn't a princess before she became one. She became one
1: after. So every single time they shut down the hotel for the season, she would have her bed shipped to France. And when it was time to reopen the hotel every single year, she would ship it back. So that bed still sits in this room. And the EVPs that have come out of that room are phenomenal. Like nothing I've ever heard before. The one that uh, Jay and Grant had caught well, multiple yeah. were amazing, but I was, uh, at an event there last year and people coming right out of the hotel room that have never investigated before had amazing EVPs on recorders that they had just purchased cause they, they were brand new at this. So it's amazing. She was said to stand, um, and look over a balcony at the, um, the dining room and she would be the last one to walk in. Always, After she walked in, no one was permitted to walk through the door for dinner. She was the last one to walk in, but she always hung over the balcony to make sure that she was the best dressed. If there was someone that was better dressed than she was, she went and she changed to make sure that she always looked the best. So, this is a very ritzy hotel back in its day. And they've it's, kept it, so it the exact same way. It's it's a luxury hotel. It's amazing. When you walk in there, it feels like you're walking back in time. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's, it's beautiful. Just the, the view off the back... It is yeah, that, is just
2: that little that little sitting area that's kind of on of conservatory. the it's Yep.
1: Yeah.
2: It's it is, it's beautiful. Yep. Um another thing that happened there and we all know Adam Berry and uh it was one of the events that he was there and this is going back probably about five, six years ago. Me and Adam were up in the um North Tower and people were there's probably a group of like 12 that's actually closed down now yes you can't go up there it's a shame because it's it's very active but we were up in the north tower maybe a group of 10 or 12 of us up there and adam's walking around i'm standing by the stairs to make sure nobody comes up and down and bothers the group adam's walking around working with people he comes over to me and he says hey where did that girl go i said what girl he says the girl that just came this way i said nobody came this way he's like you didn't see a girl wearing Like, a rain jacket with some boots on, some red boots. And I said, no. And he's like, you sure? And I said, yes, I'm sure. I said, why? What happened? We were all in one of the rooms up here in the tower because the tower has multiple rooms around it. That's where the um, servants, when she lived there, the princess, that's Mm -hmm. where they stayed. And for a while after that, hotel staff actually lived up there. Well, they were in one of the rooms, and this woman came out of nowhere, dressed funny, and says keep going, keep going, you're doing great, and then just walked away. Mm. We spent, literally, Adam sent me on a, a witch hunt for the rest of the night trying to find this woman because we thought she was that real.
1: He actually had a whole conversation with her. Yeah. Like yeah, For it a wasn't, long period of time. Yeah. But she's been seen by multiple people throughout the hotel, um, but she is a little bit more modern.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so while, while the princess is the most famous ghost, yeah. there's, there's, there's been, been others. others.
1: Oh, yes. yes. Um, I... Ty and myself encountered something in the Breton Arms Inn, which is a, a separate hotel on the same property um, that we can't even describe. Um, I told him that night I didn't want to do the Frank's box, and he flipped it on, and as soon as he flipped it on, I saw something fly into the room that actually sent my senses through the roof and I was like, oh, my God, do I get up and run or do I stay? And I, I don't usually feel like that. Like, you guys know I'll walk yeah. into anything, and I don't even care. But I stayed because I had a group of people that have never done this before. And Ty and I, Ty saw it. Ty encountered it. And we um. We still don't know what it was, but we actually had people walk in in the second group that had no idea what had occurred and we're just immediately, like, crying hysterically and feeling, like, all these different emotions and telling us where the energy was and everything. It was wild. Um, I have never been to the graveyard, and I've never been to the stable, so I'm really looking forward to checking out everything this time. I've been to
2: both. Um, the graveyard's very cool. Um, a lot of history there. There's a lot of older graves from the mm-hmm. 1800s that are actually there. Um the stable obviously it's a newer area it's been rebuilt um you know it was very hard the last two times that we investigated there only because it was nighttime they had to keep the horses in it was cold yep. they couldn't let them outside they were um late fall early winter events like mm-hmm. right after thanksgiving right. so they couldn't let them stay outside during the night so the horses were in there Course, they were making a little bit of noise, were And <laughs> right. stuff like that, so it was hard to yep. do an EVP session. But Tinny was it, Tinny was there, and he was just entertaining the whole group. It was awesome. I mean, you guys know Tinny when he goes on some of his stories, sure, it's He's just fascinating. Am- yeah, you just want to listen and suck up everything he has to say. So, I don't care, I don't think nobody had a problem not investigating the stable because it was Tinny just telling mm-hmm. his stories.
0: So it's, it certainly sounds like when people come up uh, and take part in this event, there's plenty to, to look for and plenty to investigate. Uh, what are some of the areas where people will be investigating during this event?
2: So they, everybody will have access um, at some point throughout the night at five different locations. They'll be able to go to the princess room. They'll be able to do the grand ballroom downstairs. Um, they'll have access to the cemetery, to the stables, and then the Britain Arms Inn. And we'll rotate about every hour so people get to visit each location. And then, obviously, there'll be different celebrities from all the shows, including you and Stephanie, um, that'll be there in different locations working with other people. So you'll get to spend time with Jason, with Steve and Tango, with Sherry from Ghost Hunters, then uh, Porter from Ghost Asylum and Haunted Towns, Stephanie from Ty, Ty,
0: you. um, So let's let's kind of just get rid of the breakdown. So Jason Haas from Ghost Hunters. Uh, Steve Gonzalez from Ghost Hunters, uh, Dave Tango from Ghost Hunters, mm-hmm. uh, Sherry Sherry Di Benedetti from Ghost Hunters, mm-hmm. Porter mm-hmm. from Haunted Towns and Ghost Asylum, uh, Ty Gowan from Haunt Me. Yep. Us uh, two. Us two. And <laughs> us two. <laughs> and, uh, and and am I forgetting anybody? Nope. No, nope. no. I think I'm forgetting. Oh, oh, yeah. And you'll be there.
2: Oh. Yeah, well, I'll be just walking around making sure people are enjoying themselves because it's a whole weekend. It's not just come up and ghost hunt. You got Friday night dinner, uh, VIP party, and hang out with registration and get to mingle with all everybody. Um, I'm sure we'll be heading over to the cave bar at some point to have drinks with people too. Um, Mm -hmm. Saturday throughout the day there'll be lectures. during during the day Q&A meet and greets that type of thing mm-hmm. throughout the day we'll break for dinner at some point and then come back and do the investigation Saturday night and then end on Sunday with more lectures and meet and greets and stuff so it's a full week it's a full lineup of a weekend
0: and if people want to get tickets how can they do so
2: they can go to Brightstar promotions at event uh, dot
1: so, I'm like, no, don't do it. No, yeah. Don't do it. Don't say it wrong. <laughs> um, you
2: can go right there. You can click on it. We're actually running a special right now, thanks to a sponsor. Um, tickets were two ninety five. They're down to two twenty right now. Um, there's
1: but there's a limited a amount. Limited
2: left. amount. So you definitely want to get on that soon. And uh, as far as I know, the hotel is still holding the rooms available at the room block rate. When you do go to purchase tickets, there's an actual link with a code that you can actually click on, and you'll get the code right there, and it'll tell you. What to say to the hotel and book the room.
0: Mm-hmm. So, just an idea for the people: how how much is the room with L- the room? Normally,
2: the rooms are like three fifty. Right. Um, we ended up getting it for two twenty five plus wow. tax. That's so, really good. Yeah, they, yep. they to, the hotel has been very very nice to us. We cannot thank them enough.
0: That's like the same price you would pay to go stay in like a you know Hampton Inn in the area. Up yep. there. Right. And instead, you're getting to stay in a luxury, luxury hotel, hotel. Yep. and be right on site where all the cool stuff is happening.
2: Absolutely, and, and your
0: room might be haunted. Well, I would I would think probably a good chance. Mine was. So
2: yours might be this time.
0: Stop it. And you, you might
2: be going to the and, princess. And room. for that
0: for that oh, price, yeah. for the price of admission to the event, you're yep. getting access to the VIP party. Yep. You're getting access to the lectures during the day on Saturday. Yes. You're getting access to the investigation. Yep. And then you're getting access to the lectures and everything on Sunday too. So that's that correct. I mean, if you break it down by the day, you know, you're you're getting a lot of value like 75 for seventy
2: five bucks a day.
0: and it's not going to be like an overwhelmingly large group too where you're going to deal with 500 a thousand people like you're going to have the chance to really interact with people right now i'm estimating
2: each group so there'll be five groups i'm estimating somewhere between eight and ten people per group that's not bad at all no so you'll be able to have that quality time with whoever you're in group you're in and it's not going to be Seven people over here talking too loud while you and your friend are trying to do an EVP session will be able to be controlled.
0: Yeah, but we're also, we're, we're talking about, like, even if it was 25 people in a group, we're talking about having plenty of space. Yes. The only time it would be tight maybe is in the princess room. That but would be the even only even that's
1: a very decent is, sized it room. It is a big
2: room.
0: But still, you're you're not going to be on top of each other in, in any way. Nope. In this site. And you're up there for the weekend. So, yep. you know, maybe you say, okay, I'm going to go watch the this, uh, go listen to the Saturday lectures, but I think maybe on Sunday, I'm going to go do something else. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you have that option since you're up there you can anyway. go climb
2: Mount Washington if you want.
0: Right. Or drive it.
2: Or drive it. Nope. Hey, uh, Dustin did it a couple of years ago. He, him and, uh...
1: Jeff Blanders.
0: Yeah, ran it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. When they were training for uh, Mount Kilimanjaro. Yep. Yep. We
1: uh, can do I, the COG Railway, too.
0: Was it, Yeah, you know, it was Kilimanjaro that they did, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can do the cog railway. I uh, <laughs> I remember trying to talk you into doing the cog railway. No. We're, going to, we're going to do it
2: this time.
1: I was totally like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to do the cog railway." And then Tim was like, "You know what a cog railway is, right?" <laughs> and he started like getting into my head, little by little by little, and I was like, "You're going to be terrified." So guess what? I didn't do.
2: Yeah, well, you will this time.
1: Now
0: I'm a train geek, so I would love to do the cog railway, but I know that once I get on it, I'd be like, "I can't, I can't." Really? Do this. I'm not a heights guy. I think because I'm, I'm inside
1: either.
2: something I would be fine. But I'm I, not a heights person. I either,
1: really though. wanted to say, like I, I went to the top of Mount Washington. Um, well, I
0: mean if you drive it it's not it's not like it's It's
2: coming back down though. Yeah. On your brakes.
0: Yep. Well, well <laughs> not everybody drives like you either, John. But I mean if you drive it, at least it's not as terrifying as if you were, nope. you know, trying mm-hmm. to nope. scale the side of it. Nope. Mm mm. But they, they still have the shuttle, right? They still have a, a bus that brings people up do. there. I think they do. Yeah, and they know how to drive it. So if no. you if you actually want to go up onto the top, I if, think we all get in and take the cog railway. No, if you could sit on <laughs> if you could sit on like a
1: shuttle bus, we don't have time for the cog railway, so it's fine.
0: And just look at your phone the whole time, and not that's have what to I figured I was going to do. I was going right. to
1: bring a book, but I'm wicked claustrophobic too, so it just totally freaked me out.
0: Well, and again, people that want to go should grab those tickets right away because yes. they're probably by the time then the event is. Uh, coming up in, what, two weeks now, right? About
2: two weeks, April 14th and 13th no, and 13th 14th. To 13th
0: and 14th. Thir- thir- and 15th. And 15th,
1: 15th, yes. That's, that's look at it. Listen to the guy that puts on the event, right?
0: <laughs> so, well, also that's also our ride up So let's hope that he knows the <laughs> Who date. Who says? Who's what?
1: Who says you're my ride up
0: Well, he's my ride. We up We already talked I'm about your up. No, I told I'm you I'm
1: driving talking. myself. No, you didn't. Yes, I told you.
0: No, we did. Yes, I did. Because I'm picking up Mama Cheryl. <laughs> me and Mama Cheryl talked about this the other day Did you? Yeah This is all something News to can, me We can settle <laughs> out there I do have to ask you though what what You're not leaving super early during the day Well really. we
1: have to pick her up right?
2: Yeah we have to pick her up She gets so. in at like
0: 8.30 In the morning Oh because I have to be here in the morning for something mm-hmm. Till when? Till 10 o'clock We have a very we'll special I can always
1: to... go up early and grab Cheryl And then come back No
0: we have a very special thing happening here. It, it might not happen. So okay. So okay. if, if it happens, it happens, but it might not happen. But um, are you guys familiar with, I don't want to give away too much, but I'll <laughs> tell you off the air. Perfect. Okay. There's, there's some music legends that might be in the studio from, well, the ni- if, from the 1950s. If you're
1: telling me that I should be here for that, then maybe I'll stick around.
0: I don't think you need to be here for that.
1: Oh, well then, fine, I I'll just I drive up to Mount Washington. I don't think you, know. that
2: you... Unless it's the who, the Eagles, or... I
1: said the 50s, John. It's a little older than that.
2: Oh, Okay, then. The, then I probably won't I said, know.
0: There's a, a legendary doo-wop group that will maybe be here in the mm-hmm. studio, so... I don't know. Nope. I'll, I'll tell you about it yeah. out there. Okay. What did you say, Matt? Tavares? No, not Tavares. <laughs> <ours. laughs> that's what you're talking I said, about, I'm all set. i said the I said the 50s. That's the 70s. Oh, sorry. Alright, we'll get into all that. And also you have another event coming up as well, like not that long after that. A
2: week after, St. Augustine, Florida, at the St.
0: Augustine White House. So it's like, okay, you can go be up in the New, the mountains of New Hampshire in early April, which is still mm-hmm. you know, pretty raw. You never know what it's gonna be like. Yes. Or and then the next week you can be out in the sunshine. Well that's why I planned right. it that way. So
2: that way all the guests that are gonna be up there that are going down to Saint Augustine. Can actually warm up after their freezing and event, like
0: me, come down with a cold. Yes, no, the sudden change in, probably and temperature. So uh, again, if people want to get tickets for these events,
2: it's they're all at eventbrite.com You can go there. There's multiple events on there. You can pick through. You can mm-hmm. also, if you want a reading from Stephanie at any of the locations, there's readings available there too, and you can get those.
1: Who's that?
0: <laughs> and, and we've we've kind of mentioned a, a few times as we were talking about different haunted hotels, uh, it's come up a couple of times. But the Stanley Hotel is another one where you know that's when you say haunted hotel, that's right. something that people gravitate to automatically. That of course being the inspiration for Stephen King's The Shining. And but that's like kind of the same idea of the Mount Washington. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those mountain mm-hmm. resort hotels where. It's you're kind of out there, and right. you're, you're kind of uh, in the middle of nowhere. So if this was, you know, January, February, you might be snowed in, mm-hmm. right. and you might be stuck. And uh, and thankfully, it's in April, and you still might be snowed in and might be stuck. But
1: I uh, would that, gladly be stuck in the Mount Washington. That
0: happened to
2: one of the events that I did go to up there. We were investigating, no problem. Two hours later, I go out to have a cigarette, and there's literally like eight inches of snow, and you could not see in front of you. Mm-hmm. It was coming down like blizzard conditions.
1: The last time I went up to Mount Washington, we had every bit of weather possible, including a rainbow. And when we were going to drive home, there was just snowballs falling from the sky. It wasn't even snowflakes. Once
2: you get past the notch, the weather changes. Yep, it's crazy. Yep.
1: Which so, is
0: again why I'm having John drive me because well, I don't have a great vehicle. In it's the gonna be anymore.
2: an it's gonna be an interesting ride up there. Say, you know, me, you, Stephanie, Porter, and Mama Cheryl.
1: I think that. Uh, I was told you didn't have enough seats in your truck.
0: No, we talked about this, and I said no. that that's not happening. Nope, anymore. you didn't
1: tell me that. We have the okay. tonneau
0: cover, so you can always lay me down in the back if you have Sweet. to. Sweet.
1: Perfect. More room for me to stretch out. Um, I'll just.
2: I'll yeah. Just... <laughs> Princess over here needs to spread out. Well, it out.
1: depends on how early we're driving. Like.
0: <laughs> you talk to Mama Cheryl.
1: Ugh. All right. We'll
0: figure it all out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this, you know, we. Talking about some of these other haunted hotels, if you have any experiences out there and in the listening audience having stayed in a hotel and something weird happened, you can give us a call, 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420, and there uh, there are some people in the chat room that are going back and forth with some places, so hopefully uh, they will feel free to call in and share as well.
2: You know a good one that's right in Boston that I've always wanted to get into, but they I don't know if they would frown upon it, but I don't think that they would let, like, shut it down and let people investigate, but the Liberty Hotel.
0: A a lot of those, I've tried to get into some of those Boston hotels for different things, and they, you know, because it's Boston and they're open Mm year-round, they just don't shut down.
2: But you know the history of the Liberty. uh, No. it It used to be a prison. Oh, did it? Yeah, that was the original Boston prison. And then this hotel company, well, Starwood Hotels bought it Mm -hmm. and turned it into the Liberty Hotel. And what they actually did was every three cells, the doors would get removed. You can actually walk down the walkways, and it's like walking the actual walkway from where the prisoners would walk. They never made the thing that much bigger, um, the hallways per se. And then, uh, But every three doors, two of them would get boarded up. One would become the real door to the hotel room. So they take three cells or four cells, and that's what the actual room is, hmm. is three or four of the old prisoner cells.
0: So there's a, a billionaire that I'm kind of friendly with. We'll leave it at that. But, mm-hmm. uh, really? <laughs> one, one time one time, texted me and said, hey, what about investigating the Omni Hotel? And I said, oh, you know, that sounds like a, a great idea, but, you know, they don't really let people mm-hmm. investigate there. And and, uh, you know, it would be hard to really investigate because, you know, other people are staying there. He says, well, what if we rented out the hotel? I was like, what do you mean? The entire, sure. the entire hotel? Yeah. Every room? Yeah, we could probably investigate then, but, you know, it just we never followed up on it. But, How come uh, he's never come to one of your investigations? He doesn't want to do the public public events.
2: But he would do it privately.
0: He's asked a few times about something. I think he's kind of waned off it a little bit. You know, he's one of those guys where the interests just grab him in a certain direction and yep. then they, they hold his attention for a while. So he might have kind of gotten over this. But, you know, we we definitely had some conversations about different possibilities. And See, like Mount Washington would be perfect for him. Well. Why don't you text him later? It's, uh, it's, it's very intimate, so it works. work. It's, yeah, but he just doesn't want to be around other... I know there's a lot of celebrities, like local celebrities around here that want to get out and do stuff. And the minute I tell them, oh, we're going to be doing something on this day, and they're like, yeah, but is there going to be other people there? Mm-hmm. It's because they, they just don't want to...
1: Yeah, they, want, they, they can want, be in their own group. They want to do it,
0: you know, kind of on their yeah. own. Which I can kind of understand. Which hotel did
1: too. he want Did he want to rent out?
0: The Omni. The Omni. In Boston. Oh. The Omni Parker. Which...
1: Would, say, would not have been cheap no.
0: to rent out for like, the night.
1: My mom's going to have to correct me, but I think my great-grandmother, great-great-grandmother, was part owner in that at one point. Really? Yeah. Wow. The Omni Parker house.
2: We uh, we had Tom Hamilton show up to one of my events that I was at. Yeah. From from Aerosmith, the bass player. It was his daughter's 18th birthday, and she wanted to meet Grant Wilson. And we were doing an event at... That's funny. It was me and Grant doing the event up at his old hotel, the Swalding Inn. Mm-hmm. So, sure enough, they bought tickets. So, is, and Aiden Sinclair was there doing yeah. his magic show, so he picked. He's awesome. He is. He ended up picking Tom's whole family to sit down at the main table mm-hmm. to help in part of the event, and uh, they loved it. They had a blast. They couldn't. They they walked out of there with smiles on their face. It was so awesome to see them up there. Didn't
1: something similar like that happen at uh, the cruise, Tim?
0: Where there was a celebrity that yeah. wanted to meet. Yeah, it was. Uh, the, one of the members of Little Anthony and the Imperials uh, was on the boat. And it just so happened that, you know, the the night we're leaving New Orleans and we're sailing down the Mississippi River, I, you know, I want to get out there. I've never seen the Mississippi. Mm -hmm. So I'm standing out. Everybody else is like, oh, we're going in here and we're partying, Mm -hmm. we're drinking. I'm like, I want to stand outside and watch. Watch, Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is pretty fascinating to, like, go down this river. Because to me, a river is, you know, I live in Massachusetts. So the Mm -hmm. Taunton River is the biggest river I've ever seen, you know. And... (laughs) So I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm in the middle of the Mississippi right now, but it looks like I'm in the ocean. I can't yep. see the other side. Yep. And so as we're going down, I'm just fascinated by everything about it. And, uh, I hear this guy talking and, um, and I just hear this voice and I'm like, whoa, this guy's got quite a voice, mm-hmm. very deep, rich voice. And, uh, and he's telling stories about, you know, traveling around. He's t- talking to these other folks that are with our paranormal group, uh, and he's telling them stories about traveling around the country and, and performing in different historic theaters and, and staying in different hotels and all kinds of stuff. And, uh, and and he mentions, you know, being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I'm like, wow, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. And so finally I just have to interrupt him. I'm like, sir, I'm sorry. I, d- I didn't mean to be eavesdropping, but i got to ask you, what what group are you in? Mm-hmm. You're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he, and he says to me, he's like, uh, you, you've never heard of us. And I was like, well, just, just try me. I listen to a lot of music. He's like, uh, I'm in a doo up group called Little Anthony and the Imperials. Mm-hmm. I start singing Tears on my pillow. You know, I'm like, I know Little Anthony and the Imperials. And he's like, you do? And we start talking. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, so what brings you on the boat? And I'm like, well, I'm actually here with a group of ghost hunters. Ghost hunters? You mean like Grant Wilson and, and Amy mm-hmm. Bruni and Adam Berry? I'm like, actually, funny you should mention that. They're all here. No way! Mm-hmm. And so he got really excited and... Um, I went to Amy and I said, listen, I know tomorrow we're getting together for the lectures. There's a celebrity on the boat. And uh, I think, you know, he wants to come and meet you guys. And is it okay if I invite him into the lectures? Said, sure, absolutely. So he comes in and he's real nervous about it at first. And he's like, I'll just sit in the back and I won't say anything. Thank you for just letting me come in here and just mm-hmm. take part in this one thing. And uh, he was he was there with his wife. and And so... We're asking him doing a Q and A during during Amy and Adam and Grant, you know, doing a Q and A and I'm running around with the microphone and he just grabs me and goes, Do you think it'd be all right if I asked a question? And I was like, Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So I hand him the microphone and he gets up and I'm and so there's like, Okay, all right, next question and he's just like, uh, yeah And as soon as he yeah. started talking, the whole room just turns around and looks at him because <laughs> of the voice. Yep. And uh, and so when he asked this question, I had to be like, "Guys, this is who this is." So after the Q and A session was over and everybody's leaving the the ballroom, there, you know, he wants to come over and meet Amy and Adam and Grant and everybody. Mm-hmm. But then all the people that are on the cruise are wanting to go up and meet him. Yeah. <laughs> and so like he's signing autographs for some of the women, and oh, That's it, was funny. Just, it was really funny. Then it was just weird that mm-hmm. you know it was that one conversation that kind of led to that. But it, you, you never know who is. Who was into this stuff Also on that cruise Was Ron Popeil But he wasn't Having any of the paranormal He didn't stuff. like Ghosts no. Who's that Set it and forget it The guy that sells Like the Showtime Rotisserie grill On the infomercials the Pocket Fisherman Oh, po- oh yeah, okay. all those All those okay. things yeah, Oh yeah <laughs> Okay Yeah There's no doubt He was the richest person On that boat Like I don't care Who else was on that boat You're not beating Ron Popeil money Okay Did I ask you If he had a, The pocket Fisherman and You did not ask that? me I didn't, I didn't get to see him Myself
2: that would be funny if he was carrying a around, though, while he was on the boat. <laughs> Stop it! Imagine, imagine if he out. just like
0: went out to the to the, the, the stern, <laughs> the, balcony. the yeah. stern, the bow, of the stern. Imagine if he went to the back of the boat and just like took out the pocket fisherman and Stop threw it, it out there. And I'm already getting the terminology wrong because I keep saying boat when it's a ship. Right. But If he threw the pocket fisherman out and was like trying to fish off the back back deck of the boat, and then they're like, sir, you can't fish off this boat," and he's like, "I'm Ron effing Popiel," <laughs> and they're like, "Okay."
1: What planet do you come from?
0: Well, it depends on the day. Okay, cool. <laughs> Whatever one is in retrograde, I'm sure.
1: Stop it. So uh, Jupiter and Mercury, take your pick.
0: So there's also I can't think of the name of it now. I'm trying to look it up here online, but uh, when we talked about uh, when we had uh, Dan Gordon and Mickey Bradley to talk about ha- well on the show to talk about haunted baseball years and years ago, they wrote about there's a hotel in uh, Florida mm-hmm. where all the baseball teams stay when they go down there to play Tampa Bay. And that hotel is severely haunted. There's like at least one person from every team in Major League Baseball brought up that hotel to them when they were traveling around the country and interviewing baseball players for that book. So when you're dealing with people that are staying in hotels for a living, Mm -hmm. you know they're used to some pretty weird stuff. It's got to be something really outstanding for it to stand out in their minds. But there's enough stories out there that they're – that they're able to remember these things and to share these things. Right. So, I don't know. I mean...
1: Hotels are just creepy. I'm,
0: I'm pretty lucky in yeah. the sense that nothing has really bothered me yet in a hotel that I couldn't sleep. Well, except for the time that I stayed in a motel with Moniz. Oh, God. That was, that was paranormal unto itself.
1: I'm trying to think over the past year and all the hotels I've stayed in. I want to say the one up in... The one that we stayed at for ScareCon was Haunted. Really? Yeah.
3: <laughs> interesting. Yep.
1: Like, I, I opened my eyes, and I looked up, and there was something, like, peeking around the corner and staring at me. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to sleep. Very interesting. Oh, and um, the Gunter Hotel.
2: Yes,
3: the Gunter In Sa- yeah, San Antonio.
1: That yeah, was super stayed. haunted. Yes, that was super haunted. Yep. So, I would like it was so haunted that the ghost tours, the public ghost tours that they, uh, they sold tickets to, they right started in it. Front of it yeah. right? They started their tour right outside the doors of the hotel. That was super haunted, but cool. I loved that hotel. It was actually really neat. Um, I'm trying to think of where else we stayed that uh, that was haunted.
0: Well, the 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 big one in New York is the uh, the Chelsea Hotel. You know, that's where like. Anybody that wants to investigate haunted hotels, that's, mm-hmm. like, on their radar. And uh, and I did try and get into that for, I think it was Ghost Stalkers. Yeah. And what was funny about that is I actually happened to call them right when they were shut down mm-hmm. for renovations. So it would have been the perfect time yeah. for them to get in. And I, and I thought it was in the bag because they seemed really interested at first. And it just the more I kept getting referred to other people, yeah. like, the, the more and more I could feel the chances dwindling. And so, then it got to the point where we just got shut down.
2: So the hotel that you were talking about in Tampa is called the Vinoy Hotel. Yes, that's it. Yep, yep. the Vinoy Hotel.
0: That's, and that's uh, where all the baseball players that have gone through there have wow. come out of there with stories. Okay. And I think one of the other biggest haunted hotels, if you ask people, you know, name a haunted hotel, they'll mention, you know, the Queen Mary. Yeah. Because that's really just a hotel now. And, right. And, uh, and they'll mention... Um, You know, of course, as we mentioned before, the Stanley Hotel. Some of those places will be mentioned. Myrtle's Plantation is is a hotel, so people will say that about that place as well. But uh, the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel has some great stories to it. And this is, uh, I want to say, I think it's Montgomery Clift, who's one of the people that said to haunt there. Uh, But they have a mirror that, if you go there and you stare in this mirror, you'll see the ghost of Marilyn Monroe appear behind you. Well, that's creepy. So that's, um, I'm just reading through some of the uh, stuff here on it really fast. Yeah, uh, Montgomery Clift. Yeah, he, he stayed there while he was filming From Here to Eternity. And it's said that he haunts there now. But uh, everybody has been through there over the years, all the celebrities. And so they're saying uh, some of the celebrities who have stayed there and are said to possibly haunt there is uh, Errol Flynn, Marilyn Monroe, Montgomery Clift. And there's also a little girl spirit there that they report mm-hmm. seeing in a blue dress named Caroline. Mm-hmm. So that's a place. Cause I, I, was talking to somebody this week who lives out in California in LA mm-hmm. and said, you know, what are some of the places if you came out here that you'd want to definitely investigate? And first place I mentioned was the Roosevelt hotel because I like old Hollywood stories. Mm-hmm. And even if nothing happened, like just to have that be the focus of my investigation would be fascinating. Like to just be trying to talk to Marilyn Monroe. Right. You know, just to be trying uh, able to try to talk to Montgomery Cliff or any of these people who have been through there. Over the, it doesn't mean mean that they've necessarily stayed there to haunt it, but just if there's a chance to have that remote connection. Is oh it, yeah,
2: isn't that the the hotel that some of the serial killers stayed at? Like
0: um, um,
2: Richard Ramirez stayed there, and I'm not sure. I'm almost positive that that's the one.
0: I know. I'm, I know that if I tried to, I probably couldn't afford to stay there. But, uh, you know, that's, that's why I just would crash with friends somewhere else and mm-hmm. <laughs> just go right. there to investigate. Uh, but that's, you know, those are, the, those are the type of places that when you're going into a hotel, a lot of the times, you know, and Stephanie, you know mm-hmm. this because you connect with the spirits, but, you know, you're going there and trying to communicate with one spirit that you've heard the story about. Right. And there's just a lot of other transient energies that are coming oh, in Oh, my God, there. Yeah. And so it can kind of make it hard to pinpoint. But at least something like the Roosevelt, you know, where people have had repeated experiences with these same mm-hmm. recognizable spirits, at least then it kind of gives you an edge up. But
1: The place that I investigated this past weekend down in Mineral, Virginia, is called the Dunlora Inn. And uh, the amazing, amazing owners, uh, Sheena and Tony Wong and their daughter Lacey, um, have been renovating it to be an inn all over again, but it used to be a boarding house for years and years. And a perfect example of, you know, you think that you know the energies that are there, but a boarding house has tons of transient energies. And um, Porter and I decided for our second night of investigation, let's, let's dig a little deeper because I, we didn't feel like it was people that had stayed at the house or owned the house or anything like that and we decided to use some different techniques to try to bring out spirits of the land and we actually had two really uh, crazy experiences we actually caught a musket shot EVP which was awesome after playing some uh, Civil War music and we decided to um, play some powwow music um, from different tribes and uh, we had a very strong, powerful um, Native American spirit come walking right up the stairs everybody on one side of the house saw him and then he walked into the wall and everybody could see him walk into the wall and everybody on the other side of the house and the other staircase didn't know that it was happening and they all screamed when he showed up. So it was actually really awesome. So it... It does go to prove that you don't know what's there. You know, always be open to to seeing what could possibly be there because the in and out of, you know, especially a place like a hotel, you don't know where the energy is coming from, you know, where it originated, or is it from the actual land?
0: I mean, it would, it would be fascinating to reach the point of paranormal investigation where we could kind of do what you do with your abilities. Where when we're getting inundated with different yep. energies, we could say, No, not you. Not you right now. We're not looking to talk to you. We're looking to talk to you. If we could start doing that in investigation, that would be pretty pretty special to reach that right. point. But we're not. You know, we're at the point where we kind of take anything that we can get. And so with that in mind, we're just trying to talk to whoever is willing to come forward and talk to us. So it could be you know, you could be going to a historic hotel like what the Mount Washington was what, nineteen oh two? I think I saw, like, it was, you know, early 1900s. It,
2: it was early mm-hmm.
0: 1900s. So you're, you're going there and trying to communicate with the princess or, or some of these older spirits. And it might be somebody that, you know, passed away recently but loved to stay there every season mm-hmm. and has just decided to go back there and, and stay there. You know, somebody who might have died six months ago mm-hmm. and just decided, like, this is where I want to be for the rest of eternity. And we can't really pick and choose uh, who it is that we're talking to. So I think with a place like a hotel, you're getting a high level of traffic, that you just, it comes with the territory. It's not like when you go to somebody's house or when you go to, you know, like the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast where you're trying to communicate with the board. Like, you're going to have to kind of just take what you can get. Yep. That being said, that makes it even more profound when the princess does come through when you're mm. investigating. You know, Absolutely. Because it's like, wow, of all the people that could come through, you know, we're able to make this connection. So hopefully people get out and uh, and take advantage of that again. You said two twenty five special deal right now for the tickets. Two twenty. Two twenty. Yep, and that's so, thanks
1: to our great friends, um, Lopaka and his wife. Yes. Uh, at Hawaii Paracon.
0: Yes. So if you're going up there for the weekend, uh, what can what can people expect? You know, there's there's a restaurant on site. I would assume. There's a couple of restaurants a, on there. So yeah. But do they have quesadillas? Is Stephanie going to be all right? Um,
1: I believe I ate cheeseburgers.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. They, they, I don't think they have quesadillas. I was I trying don't think to, so. hope, I was hoping that across the street, the actual ski resort,
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's Mount Washington Ski Resort. They have a um, restaurant at the top of the mountain, and you actually have to take the actual ski ride up the 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 rides there. Yeah, no there. thanks for
0: that. <laughs> the restaurant
2: is awesome. The view is awesome, and all it is is finger food stuff: chicken fingers, burgers, quesadillas, stuff like that. They actually are closing. On the seventh for the year.
0: Oh, so so
1: you were gonna make me go up the. You ski every, to I was gonna take
2: everybody out to eat. There. Stephanie
0: was gonna have the, the the decision. Do I have? Do I ride? Right? <laughs> do, do I, I ride <laughs> a floating chair to get a quesadilla?
1: <laughs> that would have been like the ultimate question of my life. Yep. Like as I, I'm turning thirty, I have to make that decision. <laughs> do I? Okay. Sit
0: the, they, they have they have what like a bar that they put across those or do they? Don't
2: yeah, have no, a there's a bar.
1: I've been on some that didn't have
0: the bar. Yes, so, I've been
2: on some that didn't either.
1: So but.
0: basically. Uh, you know, she has to say, do I want to sit in this floating chair and risk my life?
1: Right. For Which, and I know idea. that
0: nobody ever falls out of those things. But
1: uh, it's in the news at least once I, a year. I, I <laughs> would be the I first did. one. I did. Well, of course you did. Right, but nobody, I
0: mean, nobody dies. No,
2: I was only like seven or eight, and my father was taking me skiing for the first time.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Got to the top of the hill. He's like, you got to jump. And I said, okay. Well, I jumped a little early and my skis. You know how there's that little... Gl- Lip right there. No, with, I've
0: never been skiing. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no.
2: Well, there's a little lip, and my skis, because I jumped early, got caught on that lip, and I landed face first in the oh, snow.
1: You That's what uh, happened I'm, to you. Yes, Explain no, so much. Yes. I am terrified if I. There's really, no way. I'm I going on a ski
0: lift for anything. When I not even quesadillas. Screw that. <laughs> <laughs> I I will literally mm-hmm. I will bring uh, some. I will bring some. Uh, Tortillas in a bag, you know those like nice yeah. flour tortillas. you Well, get. you know
1: how to cook, so you can make me a quesadilla. I will bring
0: some of those and like some craft Actually, singles. Make sure you both do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and some craft singles, and we'll make we'll make quesadillas. Craft singles.
1: We'll make microwave we need to talk quesadillas. About this. No, we're not making microwave quesadillas. You can make before
0: I will get on a ski lift. We will. <laughs>
1: oh my goodness. Uh,
0: what, what if we? just... I'm broke. You know? I'm going the John Tenney route. <laughs> Peanut butter sandwiches Tenney in my
1: room. Oh, my God.
0: Uh, but the um, the. I, I've I've been on, I, like, I won't even go on the, the sky ride at, like, an amusement park. Really? No, screw that. Wow. When I was a kid, one time, I think I went on one of those things, and uh, it was to ride the Alpine Slide. Mm-hmm. And that might entice me to, to make that trip if I have to. So you don't do roller coasters? I do. I love roller coasters. Roller coasters I don't have a problem with. Wow. Uh, I freak out a little bit during the
2: yep. part yep. going
0: at the beginning, but... I will. I still go on every roller coaster, but skiing—that's nope. If if I could like, if I could like drive to the top of the mountain and then ski down, maybe I would. But not <laughs> having to ride up in those stupid chairs. And uh, did you see the new thing now that uh, they put in at Foxwoods?
2: Oh yes, I heard about it. The yeah. Skyline.
0: No thanks.
2: I you, would try it.
0: You can zip line off the. What's it off the top of the hotel?
2: Yes, place? it goes right off the very top of the um, the Fox Towers, I believe it is. No thanks. Yep.
0: How high is that?
2: I don't know. I forgot what they said. It's pretty high. Though. Yes, it is. It's over two hundred yep. foot.
0: Yeah, no thanks. So uh, I'll, I'll watch somebody do it, but I'm not going to do it myself. I put it this way: uh, you know, WaterWiz. Mm-hmm. I won't even go on the tall slides at WaterWiz. Really? No, too high for me. Forget wow. that. Wow. Too steep I going down. Guess. And no. what are
2: you saying? know about roller coasters over there.
0: Me?
1: Yeah. I hate roller coasters.
2: So what's going to happen when we go to? universal while we're in florida i will not step on the roller, coaster. no, no, nope. roller
0: coasters are awesome you have to
2: yeah, go wait, coasters. wait
1: wait wait. Who, who's who's talking about universal right now do not tease me with hogwarts
2: well if you if i have to go through hogwarts you have to go on the what rock and roll ro- roller no. coaster with us no nope. no
1: nope. rock and roller coasters at uh mgm
2: no they have one there too
1: okay cool i'm not going on that
2: it's mm-hmm. actually really cool they got a headset behind you it That's plays rock terrifying. and coasters yeah. are listen, awesome.
1: listen hogwarts is amazing Roller coasters and are terrifying. A lot you of newer roller
0: coasters, they have the pneumatic. Yeah. Yes, like they just kind of shoot you to the yep. top anyway. You don't have to do the. I need to. The going down parts, it's it's fine. It's, it's just the going up, right? No for Yeah. Mm-mm. That and the
2: transformer ride, we have got to get you on.
1: No. Listen, just drop me off at Hogwarts for the day, and you won't see me till it's time to leave. <laughs>
0: it's uh, the the good part is though. For those of you who are going up to the Mount Washington event. You don't, have to, you don't have to go high if you don't want to. No. You, know, you can stay on the ground like I will for, for the whole weekend.
1: <laughs> Tim and I will be on the ground at all times.
0: I might change my mind. I might be like, because the cog railway is not that expensive, right? No. It
1: does click the whole time. It does. That's also because true. that's one of the major points that you said I shouldn't, right. you know, this is why you shouldn't go.
0: But I, I think it's like, I think, what's it, like $27 we don't bucks have or something a lot of I don't life. even think it's
2: that. I think it's like 17 or 18
0: So I might I might do it. Like, when I get there, I might be like, all right, I guess I have to do it. But just because. we
1: got going to bring warm clothes.
0: Like, when do you get to ride a, a cog railway? There's very few left in existence. I
1: don't know that's if that's true. what I want to do on my 30th birthday. Of
0: course it is. That's. I might change my mind. Among but other things. I also reserve the right to say no. If anybody's <laughs> like, if anybody's first of all, like food. you said they were going
1: go. Food and snacks are a must. And then microwave no, hype. Quesadillas. no Microwave quesadillas. No, we're not having microwave quesadillas.
0: Don't forget the,
2: uh, if the you want, we, yeah.
1: can,
0: we can make the quesadillas ahead of time.
2: And then just warm them, and in, the just warm them in the microwave. then That
1: sounds even there. worse. No. You need to refrigerate that stuff.
2: Yeah. Nah. The rooms will have refrigerators. If not, Mine your, didn't. Well, your room will this time since but you get in the princess room.
1: I'm not sleeping in the princess room. Nobody should sleep in that room.
0: Well, who wants who who wants to sleep in a room where it's like, oh yeah, by the way, everybody that's in this event is going to be coming through your room tonight.
1: Speaking of which,
0: at the Lizzie Borden house, we (laughs) have right—that's exactly what happens. Yep. Yep. Uh, All right. So if you want to uh, take part in this event again, John, give people the uh, website where they can go to get tickets.
2: You can go to brightstarpromotions.eventbrite.com. It has a list of all the different events, what's going on, the things that you can purchase, whether it be Stephanie's gallery reading or just regular tickets to the events, whatever you'd like. Oh, and by the way, if you do purchase a ticket for the um, gallery
1: for Stephanie,
2: you have to purchase a ticket for the event also.
1: It's private readings, my friend.
2: Oh, that's right. It's a private reading, not a gout. Thank mm-hmm. you for being here because mm-hmm. I would, would
1: totally that screw that up. Yes, I'll be doing private readings like I do at most yeah. events, but you have to purchase an event ticket that's in order to. Right. Purchase it's going to be reading. really
0: hard to get into the reading if you're already not allowed into the event.
2: So you wouldn't be surprised, though.
0: Oh no, I believe it, but just it you know, happens all the time. Yep. There's a logical progression, so just yes. make sure that you get your ticket to the event first. Right. And uh, and again, as I mentioned, you know we have a new event up at SpookySouthCoast.com. We've got a couple different things going on. Uh, we also have some other irons in the fire as well for some interesting things. Should they happen, uh, but we'll see.
2: You got the Lizzie event coming up.
0: We have Lizzie's next month. We have Wareham. We have the Smith Harris House. We have the Parson Barnard House. We basically, I was like, what can I do to make sure that we don't not have at least something fun to do? Mm-hmm. One, I've just been spending way too much time in this building, so
1: you need to just get out a little yeah, bit. we're my just friend.
0: gonna we're gonna be going out and doing some events because I I got to get out of here. So even being in here on a Saturday night, I'm like, I love doing the show, but I also want to get out and see people. But we will be back next Saturday night. We will have uh, another show for you. And uh, until then, if you want to follow us online, SpookySouthCoast.com is the website at Spooky SC on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can email us, SpookyCrew at You can download the Spooky South Coast app. There's so many ways to get in touch with us. We want to hear from you all week long. But we will be back here next Saturday night with another edition of the show. And uh, until then, for Matt, for Stephanie, for John, for Moniz, who's out there looking for Bigfoot, I'm Tim. <laughs> we want you all to stay spooktacular.